Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Welcome. Sorry guys, we took a break last week, but we're back on with episode number 15? 15, yep. 15. 15. And I don't know if you guys can hear that opera voice. Can I say (laughs) opera voice? My friend, my bestie in Berlin, Jay, is on the show today. We all ride or die. (laughs) Yay! Hi. Happy to be here. Yes, we're very, very happy to have Jay on the show. He's one of the best (coughs) storytellers I know. So I'm excited to hear some stories, and I know you guys will love it. Also, his voice and his his laughter is contagious. Everyone (laughs) always comments on Jay's laugh. Always. Good. Yay. So, Yay. We're excited to have him on the show. But yeah, so this is episode number 15. I cannot believe <clears throat> we have recorded 15 episodes. I can't believe it either. It's gone so fast, I feel like. Exactly. And Katie, today we were talking earlier and she told us that our stats, we've reached over a thousand listens. Nice. Yeah. Me too. I'm so excited okay. about it. It's really exciting because when we cool. first started off, we were like, maybe two people and their cat will listen. Yeah. And now, what was the exact number? Like, it is 1,139. That's 1,100. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. So, Thank you to people who are listening and subscribing on iTunes. That makes our hearts very happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yes. that's about it. Also, um, in the world of Mormonism, conference was oh, this past So I feel like we need to talk about that deal. a bit before we go into our actual topic. But yeah. because- why don't I, let me interrupt for just a moment? Why don't the it. two of you for some and explain explain this to like Mormons for dummies? <laughs> Tell me. Tell me what exactly is General Conference, what goes on there, what the point of it is. Because I know you guys have that, what, twice Twice a year? year? Mm -hmm. Is it twice a year? And they do like satellite links to churches and people gather there together and watch it together. Is that right? Okay. So here's the deal. People watch it at home. I'm going to go ahead and let you know how Mm -hmm. this works. I'm the one who doesn't do research or know much about shit. Oh, okay. And Katie is the one. So, Katie, (laughs) tell me about about General Conference. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why you're surprised, Jane. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Basically, yes, it's just twice a year. Uh, it's usually in the spring and the fall, I'm, if I remember correctly. They have this meeting, and it goes through the weekend. They'll have meetings on Saturday and on Sunday. And, okay. yes, they are broadcast worldwide. And so you can mm-hmm. either go to the Tabernacle in in Salt Lake City and see it live, or you can watch it in a church building. They'll play it live there. And it also is played on TV, so you can okay. watch it at home. Okay. Yeah. And it's like basically an event. Like people have like brunches and like conference <clears throat> food and they post about it all day long. And it's like right. a huge event. And here in Berlin, they have it at the church, mm-hmm. the tabernacle, as Jay calls mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Everything associated with the Mormon church to me is a tabernacle. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the Mormon tabernacle choir changed their name. Did you see that? Yes, I did. What? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> they don't want to be called Mormon anymore, but... Shut up. What? what so, they change? Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is what we're... Or what Mormons are to be called from now on. And what did they change it to? 
it was the what was it the tabernacle choir at temple square i believe yeah, yeah they took the name mormon okay. right out of it <laughs> okay because that's okay. no longer allowed <clears throat> tabernacle still so there is, anyway is, sorry is the word mormon not uh is that like not pc is that something that the church is getting away from being called they're basically yeah. just trying to rebrand that's okay. all it is to get because the last like what would you say katie five years a lot of people are stepping up and talking about the truth of the mm -hmm. church yes and my opinion is that they just are getting scared now because so many people are like leaving and they're finding out more and more about what actually happens in the church. So they're like, oh, let's rebrand and now say that we're the Church of Jesus Christ okay. of Latter-day Saints because when you type that in, negative anti-Mormon literature is not going to pop up. Okay. That was actually, yeah, that was a big part of one of the talks during General Conference was the actual prophet of the church said that the term Mormon, if you use the term Mormon or LDS, that is... What was it? It was like helping Satan. That's basically what Satan wants. <laughs> helping Satan? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, it cracks me up. Okay. Yeah, so... so so conference. So, yeah, and then, like, <clears throat> it depends on the area. But so when I lived in Utah, it was like a huge – because in Georgia, we don't actually listen to it. Like, I never knew what it okay. was in high school. Really? We <laughs> mom just told me it was the Sunday you didn't have to go to church. Okay. So we were like, <laughs> yeah. so funny. So like, I had no idea about it until I went to BYU and they were like, it's conference weekend. I was like, oh right. sweet, we don't have to go to church. And then my roommates walk out with their pen and paper mm -hmm. at 10 a.m. They're like, it's shh, conference is on. And I was like, take wait, notes. what? Oh. I was okay. about to watch my marathon. Right. Like, all right. right. They even so have a session on Saturday evenings, right? Yes. Free. So, are they? Is this basically um, just a collection of like church minds, or is this a way for them to announce to the parishioners that the changes that they've made since the last general conference? Both, both of those okay. things. Yeah. So they usually announce like temples that are being built, changes in church, like reorg and whatever. Right. And then now, like this latest one was. <clears throat> Uh, changing the name from Mormons, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, and then also like political issues, like which I really want Katie to talk about this one. So one of the the apostles, Oaks, mm -hmm. he's the one in the Supreme Court. No, court. Supreme Court. <laughs> he was a justice and a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the smartest. <laughs> and who? Uh, he gave a talk that is like horrendous. Like it's so awful. Um, yeah. that I feel like we need to talk about that one for sure. Yes, I'm and glad you like want to talk about it. it. Yeah. Like all, like if you go on Facebook, you'll notice that all the women, like the Mormon people, uh -huh. you're friends with, are like, I'm going on a Facebook fast for ten days because these prophet and apostles like said like women should go on a face like a social media fast for ten days, not the men. So why is women. that? What was his reasoning for that? He said that it was that too much social media can cause negative and impure thoughts. Um, but to me, it's quite convenient that it's coming up on election season and <laughs> social media uh -huh. is how a lot of people get their information. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, so, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just going to say that I, um, I've always been... Like, We're pouring water, sorry. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of the Tabernacle Choir. Um, even since I was a little kid, I was always a big fan of that group. 
Well, also, I feel like we should <clears throat> maybe mention the fact that Jay is an opera singer, so that mm. might have to do with the fact that you like the tabernacle. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, it was, it was just always, um, always, was always so impressed with such the high level of the, such a high, se- oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't talk. Supreme Court such a and you. High level of standards, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. I love yeah the the that the group had, and I actually went to see their concert here in Berlin. Oh, nice! <clears throat> oh, you when they went were, to that. I did when they were here two years ago, and it was stunning. Yeah, they are very impressive. I will absolutely say. beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I just want because I've I've seen a lot of recordings that they've record that they've done during conference yeah. concerts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they the, sing the, the hymns cool. during conference. Yes. Yes. Come, come you saints. <laughs> yeah, you know it. I oh, do. I know it. every word of that thing. Wow. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, um, should we talk so, about Oaks Talk a little bit? Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like that should be a good intro into our topic today. Yeah. So, we can talk about that. And then I want to go into have Jay kind of tell his story. Mm. Um, and then I can't we can wait. go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Katie, tell us about because she's told me a little bit about it, and I've been waiting to get more of the details because I, of course, am the lazy one who doesn't right. actually research. So, <laughs> okay. you know, hashtag Supreme Court justice. Yes. So, you know. yes. <clears throat> so, this guy, Dallin H. Oaks, he's kind of famous for doing this, though. He's give, given a few talks similar to this, and he actually did one last year that was very similar. Basically, what he focuses on is traditional marriage and pushing back against homosexuality and anything that's not traditional, right? Mm-hmm. So I can read something that he said. I have it up here. He said, some are troubled by some of our church's positions on marriage and children. Our knowledge of God's revealed plan of salvation requires us to oppose many Wait, of sorry. the current... Oh, sorry. You can't really hear you. It keeps breaking up a little Dang bit. It. Is that better? Yeah, I think that's better. Okay. 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 <clears throat> so he said that they have to oppose many of the current social and legal pressures to retreat from traditional marriage or to make changes that confuse or alter gender or homogenize the differences between men and women. Um, And he goes on to say that they're very strongly opposed to homosexuality and anything to do with if you're transgender, because gender is supposedly eternal. (laughs) and he also says that um if you don't have kids it's basically helping satan (laughs) yeah lots of so not having kids is helping satan okay all right um so the whole thing was focused on (laughs) the taking away not not necessarily taking away rights, but not giving rights to the LGBTQ community and just being like, we're in 1950s America. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. And also, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I saw a few posts from our friend. I don't know if I can say his name, but our friend's brother. Yeah. Um, 
he posted something about basically saying that how detrimental this is to children in the church who are homosexual or whatever. And like, it's already the the highest suicide rate, right? Like yes. for, for Mormon youth or whatever is connected to this whole. Of course it exactly. is. Exactly. And yeah. then they, this talk that comes out where he's saying that it's like the worst thing and <clears throat> it's supporting Satan and like, we should strongly oppose it. And so again, you have, these poor like teenagers who are listening to it, who are being told that like what they're doing is horrible or these feelings they have are horrible and that they have to change because if not, then they're supporting Satan. And like, Mm -hmm. (sighs) there was, and sadly enough already, there's been an upswing in suicides just since this talk. Mm. Really? Yes. It's horrible. I mean, okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah. basically that's awful and what and then people are like sharing this talk too, not even yeah. like as yeah. in their outrage. Like I've seen it and that's why I kind of just had a detox on Facebook for the last like few days. Mm. I'm like I can't get on it because people are sharing this and being like, "Oh, what wise words and you know, we support the prophet." And because this is also coming out right at the time where our last episode we were talking about this whole protect the children, mm-hmm. like, so this idea that bishops are going in and interviewing children at starting at the age of 12 about right. Right. sexual things. And it's, you know, some of them have crossed the line. There's been assault. There's been rape. There's been all, you know, not every bishop, <laughs> but just in general, you know, and that's the whole idea is then that people are now posting this shit saying it's not every bishop and I support my bishop and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, oh, yeah. It's a nightmare. And so now they're going from that to these talks from General Conference and going on a fast now. (laughs) And if it's ever pointed out that this talk is homophobic, I've seen members of the church get really offended by that and say it's not homophobic because it's done with love. We love gay people. (laughs) And I'm over here like, "Um, but the church you support wants to take away all their rights and tell them that they're evil so exactly <laughs> and they also it? say it's not they also say it's done with love but also it's an apostle of god who has direct priesthood power so what he says must be true right and all right so okay <clears throat> all right so in that by that rationale is that the same thing as these apostles who um uh, endorse segregation. Yeah. If they had a direct line to God back then, just like they do now, and we've learned that what they were saying back then was bullshit. So, oh, yeah. what about how does that how does that relate to what they're saying now? That's what I. You know? yeah, that's what like I want to bring up. They, <laughs> if they have a direct line to God, then they would have not spread such bullshit back in the sixties. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they right. say that they try to cover that up. First of all, they try not to talk about it. And then they also say that the living prophets have continued revelation. So they, it's basically yes. as though the current prophet trumps all the old ones. <laughs> so the current prophet is spewing out, you know, this rhetoric about the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And... um so we're just going to listen to this for now, but in 20 years, we're probably going to, you know, I, 
Okay. Van Gogh. I know where you're going with yeah. that. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like Jay and I were talking about this too, you know, and or all three of us, like this, even this whole idea of like, you know, we were talking about earlier, how can you be a supporter of Trump or Republican if you're a gay man or if you're a feminist? And the <clears> same <throat> shit applies, I think, to Mormons that like, even for me, whenever I was in the church, like, I remember being like, if I'm really a feminist, like, I really believe in women's rights, then how can I be a part of this church? Like, how can exactly. I sit right. here and really believe that? And it's the same thing. <clears throat> that's why I started questioning, too, with the whole, like, you know, if Jay is my best friend and I say that I support him and, like, I want him to be happy, how can I be part of a religion that tells me that I shouldn't feel that way? And it always like it just kind of really got to me, and that's towards the end is what transitioned where I was like, okay, you know what, I really need to think about like what I actually believe to be mm-hmm. true, and not just what this church tells me because none of this is making sense, and none of it is adding up. And especially, and I've told this to Jay before, but <clears throat> listeners, um, listeners, listeners, <laughs> but you know, there has been so many times in the in experiences in the Mormon Church, especially even. I mean, well, I wouldn't say especially here, it's been everywhere, but where you ask like a, a friend who's supposed to be like, you know, this Mormon Christian who believes like, you know, in these certain values and you, you ask them for help and it's like, ah, nah, like I don't really have time to help you move or I don't have right. time to do this. And I would call Jay or any other non-Mormon who, Jay, a gay man, nonetheless. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Who would help no matter what, you know, without this sense of expectation or like, oh, I, I did my priesthood duty. Let me check that off. You know what I mean? Like it was never an right. issue. And then, yeah. you know, and they would ask Jay for help quite often. Mormon friends would ask him for help, but they would not support his lifestyle, right. which is something I found so like shocking. Almost. We had a few of those friends in Berlin who, yeah, they basically depend on Jay to help move or to do other stuff. But then at the end of the day, if you asked them if they believed and supported his lifestyle, they would say no. Wow. But, Not wow. even about moving. I don't know. It wasn't about that. I don't that. give a damn no, about moving. It was... It's that uh, there's there's just there's sometimes I feel like a little bit of a disconnect, yeah. you know, and. Right. Uh, what about just like a baseline <laughs> of respect? <laughs> That's... Well. And I'm sure that they do respect Jay, but the thing is that you can't, in my opinion, though, would say, like, they think the world of Jay, but at the end of the day, if you believe in this doctrine, you can't possibly, like, it doesn't translate into respect, in my opinion. Like, and that's how I felt, too, towards the end, when I was like, this doesn't sit right with me. Like, I I feel like I'm lying or I'm being hypocritical in a lot of ways by, you know having these ideas, having these these things that I consider values to myself, but then also practicing a faith that tells mm. me that these values are evil, mm-hmm. that this is not correct. Yeah. Um, That's I, I felt like it was dishonest as well for me and for people if they're participating in a certain religion and giving their money to it and their energy to it. Yeah. Yep. Um, they can be the greatest people in the world and they can be very kind, loving people, but if they're participating in this institution that um, oppresses the LGBT community and others, then I'm not for it. I can't, exactly. I can't back that up. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, 100%. And with that, story time. Story time. Story time. 
What story? What we, story we, we want to hear? We want to hear your story. Jay, tell us about your life. <laughs> Let's get real Southern on this episode. Well, first of all, a lot of stuff I can't say. I, this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Although we have a little E beside our podcast, which means we could say Perfect. whatever we yeah. would Perfect. like. I, I have very few secrets. To be very honest, but it's, you know. Um, I also want to hear how you felt about Sarah when Sarah was a Mormon. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. So first I want Jay to tell his actual story. Because I think, I, Katie, I was telling him this before, that we have, like, sorry, listeners, if you hear that little jingle, that's Jay's little cute that's dog. That's my dog. That's walking around. <laughs> He's exploring my new apartment. So that I'm was a little sorry call. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, I want to hear his story because there's we have a lot of listeners who aren't even Mormon. Like they come from different backgrounds, like Catholicism or. So you do you want to hear my? Do you want to hear my story as it relates to religion? Is yeah, that, I think so. Well, the, in general, I think you have two bits to your story. You know? I have a lot of bits to my story. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, from there, then we can go into like your impressions with Mormonism, like what you know. Particularly my my kind self. Well, I guess the the first thing is like my my experience with religion. I mean, yeah, I'm I've always identified as like a gay man. Not always, but I mean, yeah, obviously knew that there was something about me that was different when I was younger. I never really put the word gay with it, um, <clears throat> but. You know, I was raised in the church. Not in the Mormon uh, not church. Not in the Mormon church. I, mm. I, was, I was brought up Methodist. Okay. And, um, my, and in Mississippi. Sorry, in we Mississippi. just need to throw that in there. Oh, in, okay. Yeah. My, um, my mother is a pianist. So I was, that's where most of my musical inclinations come from. And um, that was just a big part of my growing up. And, you know, my grandmother also played the piano in church. Um, uh, we have a, there's a church in Mississippi that's named after my family. You oh, know. wow. Can I just say I have been to this <laughs> She's church. She's been. She's been. And it is not just named after. It is his grandmother's church. <laughs> that's amazing. He's like, say it is named. So you're thinking it's like maybe it's wait, an old family. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, it <laughs> goes way back. And they named it after my family because of the current, if I'm remembering this correctly, the current building that they're in now was built by my great grandfather. I think that anyway, um, it's a cute little church. It's in a beautiful the middle little of the old country church with yeah. a beautiful cemetery Aww. that overlooks this countryside in Mississippi. It's, <laughs> it's like from a storybook. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. So I, so yeah, I was always at church there. I, well, not always, but I mean, I was there very often and I was with my other grandparents at their Methodist church and with my parents and our Methodist church. So, I mean, I was always there, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and quite frankly, I have a lot of gratitude for, um, uh, for the support and the, the nurturing that I got there as a musician Um, because it's, you know, it's in large part why I am part of why I am where I am today. Um, so I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have resentments 
toward it or anything like that. It, there weren't there weren't a lot of things that I had to work out. Um, but I, as I got older, it just was obvious to me that I that my um, that it. Uh, how do I say that? That my beliefs didn't necessarily coincide with that mm. uh, organized religion anymore, and that has um, definitely become uh, uh, more apparent now that I have moved here. You know. Okay. Yeah. But um, going back, I guess, to childhood, I I remember one time I was in I was standing in line for lunch in junior high and there was this girl in my art class and we went to we went with my art class to lunch every day <clears throat> and she actually said to me in a in a conversation that we were having standing in line that baptists were going to get into heaven before everybody else because baptists knew the truth oh my she told me that. she told me that um, that sounds like a Mormon. Yeah, well, it does. Wow. And you know, that just, of course, I'm like in the seventh, maybe eighth grade at this point. So, I mean, a statement like that was a, you know, it's a pretty big statement, a, a pretty ballsy thing mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. Um, and, and like, it just didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. You know, there was something about that that did not sit well with me. Um, I also want to say that when I was growing up, I never experienced within church walls anyone talking like talking shit about gay people. Really? Oh, just wow. was not in my churches, in those churches that I just talked about, the the two of my grandparents and then my parents, both of the churches where we went, where I spent most of my childhood. We just, I, I never heard people saying derogatory things about gay people. You know, I have a... That's great. Yeah, I have a cousin who uh, is, he's gay, but like when other family members would talk about him, he would, you know, it was just more of a matter of fact thing. It wasn't like people saying nasty things about him. It was just that, yeah, he's probably gay. You know, so I wasn't, I didn't have that at home and I didn't have that at church. Now, I had that at school and I had that in other places, but in those two venues, I, you know, I, it just wasn't something that was, uh, that was really talked about. Wow. wow. Um, and, and it wasn't until I think probably for me, the mid, I guess when was when was it that that like the this like forward momentum really started with gay rights and gay marriage? I guess that was around the year two thousand. Bitch, you should I, know this. I, 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 I like know your history, you know, <laughs> know your history, and I, I'm like struggling here. But um, I, I don't know. I just I. I as I got older, it was when I really started developing the bad taste in my mouth for organized religion. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, and, and a lot of it was not some, were, were not things that like stemmed from childhood because my experiences as a child in the church were mostly positive. But so. I also, I do <clears throat> just want to jump in right here and say, and usually 
I mean, Jay and I don't say nice things to each other, so it makes me very uncomfortable to say this right now on a podcast. But no, don't say anything nice. <laughs> but it's gonna throw the energy of the room. I off. know it's gonna make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> but the thing is that he is the most well-balanced and self-aware person I have ever met, and I <clears> think <throat> he's one of the most spiritual people to <clears throat> I've ever met. And it has nothing to do with religion, well, and that's you. been something that has thank really. You helped me like especially during like leaving the Mormon church and being confused about what it is that I want to believe in or mm-hmm. what I do believe in is actually having Jay kind of help me through this whole process of talking through it and being very unbiased <clears throat> which I think I had never experienced in life because I had either the Mormon church or a southern upbringing mm. yeah. yeah so they're both things happening at all angles and I was just always like oh, I don't know who to trust like what and it, I mean, even from the beginning, when my other friends who were Mormon who said, like, basically, like, you're selfish for leaving the church, like, this changes uh, everything, mm-hmm. like, you're not the same. Jay was always the one that's like, you're still the same, and I support you no matter what decision you make. So if you stay in the church, great, great, but it's up to you. And just kind of seeing him, like, reading all this, like, he reads a lot of of information and books and stuff that are on spirituality, but they're not associated with a religion. And that to me has been a great impact just seeing that like you don't necessarily have to have a, a God that is a Christian God or, or a Mormon, or a Mormon God. Right. Mormon right. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Celestial yeah. Jesus doesn't need to be your sole focus. <clears throat> yeah. But having these principles of like finding out what it is you believe and being self-aware and having like a focus on your mental health, which is, I mean, Mm. I'm still in my head quite often about shit, but it's still a process and it's, it's been good to see that you don't have to necessarily read the Bible to get insight more of just spirituality isn't defined by religion or God. It's more about your inner peace, you know? Yeah. And well, I, I mean, I appreciate you saying that, but that does, I, I wouldn't think that makes me a spiritual person. I think yeah. that just means I'm supporting my friend. <laughs> but, you know, it, just, it seems like such a common sense thing to do. Like, like, well, why would I, but you know, it's not, but yeah, but, it's yeah. not in the Mormon church. <clears throat> right. Not, right. It's not, not in the, in that too. culture. Right. Yeah. But also, um, I will, here's a little story for you. And this is sort of where. Um, I, I started, this is, this is, this was the moment that my, my, I guess my road to spirituality really kind of started, um, and away from religion and more towards spiritual spirituality. Um, I went to, a I think I was in my early twenties and I went to a conference, a conference, um, was a it, retreat. Was it a Mormon conference? <clears throat> no. <laughs> I went to this retreat that was sponsored by the Methodist Church that my parents had been to, and my sister had been, and you know, my mom and dad, my mom and dad were always wanting me to go, so I I went. And and like I said earlier, I didn't have a lot of negative speak about being gay in my particular churches that I was associated with. I had it in my head that it was wrong and that, mm. you know, that maybe, and, and I've been through the gamut with, with sexuality, you know, to, mm-hmm. and it has been a journey and a, uh, a, it's been a beautiful journey actually, but 
um, one of those moments where I actually let go of that feeling that, you know, God was mad at me or God was testing me with my mm. homosexuality oh. or that the only way for me, you know, because there, like I said, there were those times where I thought maybe why I'm here is to deny myself my, my, uh, my desires. Mm. And like be celibate oh, and be yeah. abstinent, you know, Cel- well, celibate. And right, right. Well, right of course. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew me now, then you would be like, what? <laughs> you know what? That's what? funny because that's really what the Mormon church teaches is if you're gay oh, and you can't force yourself to be straight, it's right. a test for you and you <clears throat> need to be celibate. Right. So Yikes. I go to this. Um, I go to this retreat and uh, it was really a beautiful experience. I met some lovely, lovely people um, during that weekend. And we had, there were different, different points where you go into large group, but we also had this small group and we just heard, uh, I think someone sang and it was a particularly emotional moment and I was sitting in the chapel by myself. I think I was probably praying. Um, and this woman comes over to me and tells me how much I remind her of her son Mm. and, and, Oh, I'll never forget where we were sitting, you know? And, and then she goes in to tell me this story, this hysterically funny story of her son bullying a gay coworker oh my and gosh. locking him in the back of a supply truck and leaving him in there for like two hours. What? Right. And she's telling me this, like, and, and she's telling me this as though I'm reminding her of her child who did this to someone. What? Wow. You know, and she, the point of her story was not that at all. That was just, but I'm sitting there and it took me completely out of that beautiful space that I had been in prior mm-hmm. to this, this, this energy that this place had cultivated was gone for me, you know, and we left that building and then we had a, another small group meeting and I was very quiet, which was unusual. And, you know, a few people, in the group started sort of asking like what happened. And I was very upset by it. Like this woman is sitting there laughing about Mm. her son bullying a gay kid at work. Wow. And I was, I was so like, you know, it was one of those moments like, did she just, is that, is that what what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. Did I understand that right? So, um, this lady, this older lady who was in the, who, who was in my small group, whom I adored this lady, she looked at me and she said, you know, Jay, God created you in his image. And who at this camp is to say what that image is? Whoa. You know, and, and that was it. From that moment, I never had any more shame or guilt for being gay, you know, and, and, and it was something that grew. I mean, don't, don't think that I was like, you know, leading protests the following weekend. (laughs) (laughs) 
was it was nothing like that. But that's where it really started for me, and um, and and I also think that that was where I started sort of going away from organized religion, um, and and you know, I'm a musician, and when you're a classical musician in Mississippi, you teach and you have a church job, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Or you have a ter- or you have a job that pays the bills, or you're a lawyer, or a doctor, or whatever, and you do your music on the side. Yeah. But in almost every situation, it involves some kind of church work because yeah. it's a lucrative thing to do. A lot of churches have uh, paid singers in their choirs. A lot of churches pay for soloists. They have nice budgets, so it's a way to make money. So I have been involved on that side of the pulpit since I was a freshman in high school. Wow. I started singing in the adult choir when I was in high school. And then I started singing with this symphony chorus also when I was in high school and was very fortunate to have a very like uh, a strong classical foundation of music in my home church. Um, so it really, it sort of led me to where I am today. I mean, I had a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, that means that as a high school student, I was privy to church business information that I probably shouldn't know about. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've heard conversations that I probably didn't need to be listening to because it starts, you start looking at people like, well, you're talking that way, but that doesn't really match the way you were talking before. Mm. And, you know, and that's where like those questions start for me. That's where they started. And, uh, so, you know, I, so, (laughs) (laughs) so I've been, I've been heavily involved in church from a very young age and, and honestly was until I moved uh, to New York, um, eight years ago. Well, can I ask one question before you continue? Yeah. So I don't know if we can say his name or not, but your friend, St. I don't know if we could say his actual name. Teddy, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell him the nickname. <laughs> and pour it into my tear in your. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, and, okay. Well, it's his nickname, so yeah, I yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. has a friend named Sugar Tit. Yeah. And it's his nickname. It's his nickname. And he's also from Mississippi, right? Mm-hmm. And in very much, he's an organist? He's an organist. So he also grew up, and a gay man as well. Mm-hmm. And he grew up in the same type of church environment, I'm assuming as well, since he's an organist and he Somewhat. I mean, okay. he. It, it was. It's still small town Mississippi. Um, but I. He has also been fortunate, I think, to have worked in some pretty progressive con- congregations. Okay, because that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Was like if he had the same similar. No, I know. Situation. I know plenty of those church musicians who are gay as a goose, <laughs> and you know, continue the charade of having a wife and kids. I mean. Oh. I, I know some where I'm like, there's nothing that you will ever tell me that will convince me that you don't like dudes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing. That woman is your beard, period. <laughs> I think 
You and Sugar Tits should have your own podcast. Oh my God, we stories. totally could. Katie and listeners, they are the funniest two people. <laughs> oh my God. Story. He sends <laughs> me these voice messages that Sugar Tits sends him <laughs> about experiences in the church choir and that old woman who had to get yes. up and say a prayer. She was wearing a sweater that had reindeer humping each other. Was... And she didn't know. Oh my gosh. I mean. <clears throat> But the thing is, is that and and every time I go back to Mississippi, on my trips home, I always sing in church. I don't have a problem doing that, but it's not something that I um. The the way I feel about God and the way I feel about Jesus is very different, uh, uh, than the way it was like even ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you believe in Jesus? I, I believe. I believe that there is something bigger than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll call it the universe, God, the source, right? There is something out there at work that cannot be explained. I don't care about explaining it. I don't care about anybody explaining it to me. It's enough for me to know that it's there. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is wants the best for me, right? And really outside of that, I don't, I don't really concern myself much with it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Jesus was probably a very cool dude. And <laughs> I, I think that, um, I think that he was pointing a direction, pointing in a direction and was creating a, a tradition. And, um, but I don't think that Jesus is the only person in history that's done that. Definitely mm. not. You know, I mean, I don't. I'm. I can't speak intelligently about um, about being Muslim, but you know there was um, Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then there are uh, and then there's Buddha. You know mm-hmm. they're all pointing and they're they're all pointing in that direction of this thing that cannot be named, this thing that cannot be described. Um, and I think it's very dangerous. And one of the things that I that really pulls me away from any group that says over and over that they have the truth, mm. they know the truth. Because you know what? Right. Nobody does. Nope. Nobody does. If those prophets in the Mormon church knew the truth in the 50s, then they wouldn't have been, you know, uh, what's a... Uh, Racist? <laughs> in <my> English, yeah. <laughs> they would not have been um, encouraging segregation. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know? Um, so, yeah, I... I, I believe that there is absolutely something better than uh, bigger than me and better than me, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I don't I don't need I don't need it to be defined. Uh, Does see, that make I, sense? And that's I mean, what religions do is try to define everything and say that they're absolutely correct and perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. I don't want to I don't really want to be a part of any group who says. We have the truth. We've mm-hmm. got locked down on the truth, and that means that you're wrong and we're right, unless you join us. And that's to me is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not pointing at just the Mormon Church. I'm pointing at any all the damn you know, any <laughs> any you know um, religious organization that says that you're right and we're wrong. I mean, we're right and you're wrong. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I just exactly. don't buy it. Um, so. so whenever okay, so Jay moved to Berlin five years ago. Right? It's been five mm-hmm. years, right? Five years. Um, 
And you. Oh my God! Five years tomorrow. <gasps> wow. Five years tomorrow. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Five oh my years. God! Listen, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of this, one of my favorite people in this world. Me. Well. <laughs> well. Anyway, what? <laughs> One of my favorite people in this world is a practicing Mormon. I absolutely love the girl. And she's the only person I knew in this city. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, five years ago today, five years ago tomorrow at 7 a.m., she was sitting at Tegel Airport waiting for me to arrive. Yes. You know? And so I want to make it very clear that I am not bashing anybody's no you know and if it is what i said earlier maybe it came across that way it's i i didn't mean it that way but i've been able to you know maintain a very close friendship with this person and i don't know that she believes in my right to get married or not but all of her other actions speak to what she what she thinks believes i think because you know that's a good person that that meets somebody at tegel at seven o'clock on like a thursday morning yeah you know um so and that's how i met jay actually through his friends so she and i were roommates and she picked up jay brought him to our apartment i was getting my hair done for a wedding yep and here rolls up jay (laughs) and (laughs) Talked about how he's from Mississippi, and I did not give two shits about. Listen, that. she was looking at me like I had horns growing out of my head. I was like, oh, "You're from Georgia," and she's looking at me like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, I, "I'm just gonna take a nap." <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, "Do not interrupt me while I'm getting my hair done for a wedding." I mean, really. Listen, but I cut you off. You were gonna ask me something, I think. No, basically that was it, the transit. So I wanted to just like kind of jump to the part where you come to Berlin because you said that like the the only person Jay knew in Berlin was our mutual friend who was this lovely Mormon girl. And and like Jay said, when when we talk about, and Katie and I have said this multiple times in episodes, like we're not bashing the Mormon church. We just want to shed light on truth and like talk about our experiences. But when we say, oh, we've had really awful ones at the same time, I've had really great experiences with Mormon people and I still have like, you know, a few friends who are close Mormons or close friends of mine who are practicing Mormons who mm. I know that if I called them right sure. now, they would come and help me. Sure. And she's yeah. one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so basically that's the story. So Jay moved to Berlin, only knew one person who was a Mormon. And I just find it interesting because the first, what would you say, three years of you being in Berlin, your closest circle of friends were Mormons. Yeah. Um, I mean... Myself included in that circle. This one with me here, the other girl that I was talking about, and then um, we had two other <clears throat> families. Two other. Who was the other family? The Swedes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two they, other. They listen, lots of them. Yeah, two other um, <laughs> wonderful uh, families that uh, that we were that I was closely associated with for probably the first two years that I was here. Um. And and truly, I I sang two summers at a festival in Logan, Utah, and oh. my experience with Mormon people just in everyday 
conversations and contact has never been anything but positive. Mm-hmm. Never anything but positive. There were some that were a little, uh, didn't really know how to handle me. <laughs> I think some of the younger ones that were involved in the program, but we all, de- even by the end of the summer, we all developed a nice rapport. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know about general conference and I don't know about all the stuff that that guy was talking about. Um, but my experience with the, uh, the LDS community has been very positive, mm-hmm. you know, well, that's good. That's good. <clears throat> that is good. So, yeah. I also want to know, so like Jay also would like when we would hang out. So sometimes on like a Sunday night mm-hmm. or a whatever at, at this particular family's house would be all of us Mormons gathered together. And then they would have like family prayer and like scripture study. And like, did that ever make you uncomfortable or was it just, or what did you think? Like, what no, was your I'm honest? Uncomfortable. No, um, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be involved in scripture study you know like it's not something that i would like if you (laughs) if five years ago y'all were like hey come over and let's read some scriptures i'd have been like no (laughs) (laughs) i'll pass (laughs) but thank you that was very nice um i i don't know i i don't know that it made me any more uncomfortable than it makes me any more uncomfortable than i am when i'm at some church in Mississippi and people start talking about the way that they uh, interpret scriptures. And then I'm thinking to myself, that's not really what I, but you know, but no, I was (laughs) never any more comfortable here than I was like at the, in the States. uh, And I mean, even my grandmother's church, you know, he went to Institute a few times with us. Like, wow. I mean, I he was like our token gay friend who wasn't Mormon. So <clears throat> right. like, right. I'm doing good, celestial Jesus. Mm. I am influencing Jay for yeah. the better. But yes. again, very positive, very positive experiences that I've always had with other LDS people. Although I will say that one positive <clears throat> experience, or not positive experience, was a friend of ours. I can't say her name. Just think about... <laughs> uncooked pork yeah okay um she when i left the church she told one of our mutual friends that the reason she thinks that i left the church was because jay was a bad influence on me ding and it was really for me that was the thing i i don't i'm not pissed off about it now and like you know jay was never like i maybe you were annoyed but for me i was like really Mm -hmm. really pissed because this was the same person who Jay helped out multiple times right. <clears throat> without getting paid, without any, you know, like her other friends didn't show up and Jay would show up. Mm-hmm. And for her to say that the reason why I left the Mormon church is because of his bad influence mm-hmm. or that he wasn't <clears throat> uplifting. Now, if she said that now, I would agree. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> <You're not listening. laughs> uh, I'm like... That took me aback. I was like, is she really going there? Like, what is this? <laughs> Listen. You know what? Honestly, that girl's opinion of me is none of my business. Yeah. She can think anything she wants about me. And even further than that, she can go and she can tell it to anybody she wants to. I don't care. I. And I've, I've gotten... I've gotten to that point 
finally at age 40 where if what you think of me is none of my concern. I love that. I don't, it's just, it's, and even when that happened, I was a little taken back by it because I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And, and then it was, and then I realized I was like, you know what? That ain't got nothing to do with me. Nope. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not even in that. That is that own girl. That's that girl's own shit. Mm -hmm. That's not mine. And that's something that helped me a lot when I left because Jay would remind me of that, you know, that someone else's opinion Mm -hmm. is none of your business. And and because that would kind of bother me. I'd be like, oh, you know, people are disappointed in me. They're upset. I'm letting down so many people. And I really got in my head about Mm -hmm. it when I left the church. And then especially, you know, the first time I had sex, I was like, oh, my God, I've disappointed everyone. Like, I am a disgusting blah, 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 blah. And then I had to just constantly remind myself that, like, if someone actually thinks that, then it's none of my business. Then, it, then they're just going to think that. Exactly. Yeah. And it has you know. no effect on me or it shouldn't right. have any effect on me. Only if I give it power, you know, one of my, one of my favorite celebrities, my absolute RuPaul? favorite celebrities is RuPaul. <laughs> I think RuPaul is a smart, 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 smart man. And, uh, I listen to everything he says, Right. Every podcast I, I watch the show, I watch, uh, I you know the the Untucked, the show that goes along with Drag Race, um, and one of the things, one of the many things that RuPaul has said that has sort of like hit me between the eyes was, if them bitches ain't paying your bills, you pay them bitches no mind. Oh yes, I think you know, and and he said that one time, and I was like, you know what? Exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, I mean, yeah, I think it was kind of uncool for her to say something like that, but because she knows me, mm-hmm. you know, and she knows the kind of person I am, and she knows that I would never, you know, knowingly direct Sarah in a, a wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You know? I can't believe you um, said my real name. That makes me Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. Sarah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, with, but with the exception of that, even that was just like that's just her talking. You, you know, know I don't care. It's true because if you're you're <clears throat> in the Mormon church too, like when she said that, it really bothered me. But then after a while, I got to thinking, you know what? Five years ago, I would have said the same shit. Hell yeah! Because mm-hmm. I, I in that, I was so deeply immersed in that culture and that religion that I would have. And I've shared this with Jay in one of my most embarrassing moments. I think as a Mormon or something I'm like not proud of at all, but I, I don't blame myself cause I was in the Mormon church mm-hmm. and I was deeply immersed in whatever, mm-hmm. but I can distinctively remember about six years ago when I, I came to Germany six years ago and we like, so me and this group of Mormon girls went to this pizza place, that two year place by your hostel. Oh, hell yeah. To. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm eating our pizza and somehow the topic gets up, you know, pulled up about gay marriage and one of the girls said, okay, well, if you guys had a child who came out as gay later on and wanted to get married, would you go to the mar- like the wedding? And I remember the same girl said, absolutely not immediately. And, then, and it came to me, and I said the same thing. I mm-hmm. was like, you know, no, because 
if Jesus says that you're not supposed to support gay, if marriage is between a man and a woman. But Jesus didn't say that. I know, but that's what we're taught. And like, I just was like. Y'all are taught that? Basically, it's like, it's, well, it's in the Bible that a marriage is between a man well, and a woman. But Jesus didn't say it. Yeah, but you know. But, yeah. But, but Jesus, Jesus didn't know. say it. But they, they teach it in a way that it's like. Basically... The Mormon the Mormon prophets say it. So it's yeah. extra The Mormon important. prophets say it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. These are humans, by the way. <laughs> yes. These are just, these so are, just are all the people who dudes. wrote the Bible. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. That's right. That's yep. right. It's a, you know, yep. absolutely. And, and it got to my, <clears throat> I remember justifying it by saying, you know, he wouldn't do that because you can love someone, but it doesn't mean you can encourage their, their poor life choices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I said. And I remember after I said it and I was walking home to the S- uh, to the train and I took the train home, I started thinking about that and I was like, do you really believe that? Or are you just regurgitating what you've been told? Mm. Like, Exactly. I remember feeling so uncomfortable saying it and like it just didn't sit right with me. It was kind of like a rock in my stomach. And what? I was like, I don't feel okay with this, but this is what I'm supposed to believe. And I should be proud of myself for standing up and doing the right thing right. and like saying the right thing and blah 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 and then i mean and that was again six years ago and i can still remember every single bit of that example mm-hmm. and that's and feeling that way and just thinking like oh, i gotta push this to the side and that's when i first started really pushing shit to the side was i was like you know what no no no, i'm not gonna think about this too mm-hmm. much i'm gonna push this to the side like mm-hmm. this is what i'm supposed to know what i'm supposed to believe what how i'm supposed to feel this is what i need to say i'm just gonna push that thought away that's Satan. Right. And I kept telling myself, it's Satan who's getting in my head telling me that I should question these things. Mm. And especially that. <sighs> so, long story short, I get why this this girl had that way of thinking because that's just what you're taught, you know? Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> if you're taught, if you question it or if you think of it as something, like if she would were to say, like, yeah, maybe she has valid reasons, well, that's a big no-no because... Mm. That would be supporting that maybe we should research something outside the church or maybe I came to conclusions that are actually true and not based off of right. a man who stuck his head in a fucking hat and trained <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, celestial yeah. Jesus. Oh, man. Anyways, well, and... Well, I'm glad that you were still friends with me because I tell Jay this too. If the situation were reversed, I wouldn't have been friends with me <laughs> or with the Mormons just because I I just think it's if you really know what they believe and what they teach every day and what they talk about outside of mm-hmm. someone who is homosexual or outside of someone who's a, a strong feminist who believes that the pre- women should have the priesthood and stuff like that, then you can't really – like I, I – knowing that – I've been on both sides. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to do that. Right. I would feel like, yeah. oh, they're hypocritical. Right. They're not nice. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to pick a Mormon over helping. Like someone, if they had to pick between a Mormon and a, a normal person, mm-hmm. normal, I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> I wouldn't be picked. You know what right. I mean? Um, yeah. And again, that's going to say every single Mormon because I do know a lot of them who are quite progressive as much as they can be. But as we talked about it before, if you 100% believe in the church doctrine, there's no way you can be a feminist and progressive and a supporter of human rights. I just like, always think I, that it, I always go back to do no harm. Just do no harm. And 
I, I feel like rhetoric like that is is harmful. Oh, and, it's very harmful. And yeah. I can't. I, and and I can't. Um, I refuse to go along with any religion who, you know, supports that and uh, and not not only supports it, but like. Uh, why can't I talk tonight? English is hard. Well, I, lose, I swear, I, I keep losing words. It's like my German's not getting any better, but my English is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I don't, I, it, it's harmful. I mean, suicide rates, you know, people in unhappy marriages. I mean, like, oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Because you think you're going to get a planet? <laughs> that is it. That's 100%. <laughs> you know, or you're going to get these in white mansions above and oh. golden... I'm like, really? Gathering of Israel. Okay. The gathering of Israel, y'all. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. Listeners, I don't know mm. if you guys have watched this documentary, Three Wives, One Husband. Oh, it's... Wow. It is crazy. I yeah. need to watch it. Is it on Netflix? It is. And Jay and I watched the first episode. And he was asking me questions about it. And I was like, listen, like the Mormon religion, it actually believes in polygamous. Like, mar- like it still does. Like the doctrine in and of itself yeah. is practicing polygamy in the afterlife. <clears throat> it's just in the not afterlife. Yeah. Afterlife. Right. But mm-hmm. if you believe in the Mormon doctrine, then you believe in polygamy. Well, let me let me say. That when we were watching this video, I I was fascinated by it. But what I was most fascinated by were just the logistics of it. Right. You know, I mean, to have three wives and 17 children, you know, (laughs) and one man. Yeah. Um, I, I got nothing against polyamory, you know, it. If, if that's what works for you, great. Again, do no harm. If right. you're not harming anyone, go for it. It's and harming the planet, though. Well, but these <laughs> folks, but but these folks at, at out in uh, Rock Rockland Rock something. Rockland Ranch Rockland Ranch <laughs> is that right? So Rockland, Rockland Ranch. Rockland <laughs> you know, I say if they want to live like that and and practice polygamy, I'm like, go for it. I got no problem with that. You know. But I also don't like. I, but I don't want to. I don't want to. So by vice versa, I don't want a church telling me who I can and can't love. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you want to, if you want to get out there and have five, ten wives, whatever, man, go for it. As long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. Or taking rights but, away from someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. But but don't don't talk to me about you know my. You know, sinful lifestyle when exactly. you know I, I just I can't get into that I also think it's kind of harmful in those polygamy situation situations if they're affecting children and if the children think that God says you have to live that way you don't have a choice then I think that's a little harmful but if it's everyone's free will and their choice and they're adults and they're consenting then Go for it. I mean, I heard one of the I heard one of the the men that they were interviewing say more than one time that if his wife ever wants to leave, she can leave. There you go. You know, now. But there's a lot of brainwashing. There's a. I, I agree. Yeah. So you know, there's there's 
there's probably some pieces missing uh-huh. in that little puzzle. There's a disc. <laughs> my grandma will say, something's not making contact. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what's wrong, honey. The lawnmower won't crank. The church business won't work. Something's not making contact. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought I was fascinated by um, just how they are able to, and and that's the thing is I don't know if they are able to, you know they, but if if it's working for them, then knock yourself out, buddy, you know. Either way, watch that documentary because there's right, the, right. like one girl. So like this is a tangent, but I'm sure listeners will be interested in this. Like. She basically is like this young girl, like 24, and she's in the courtship, meaning that she's like mm. dating this guy who already has two wives, but they have to, she has to decide if she wants to get married. <clears throat> and she's like explaining the reasoning behind it, and it's so brainwashed and rehearsed. She's like, I just, you know, there's no greater feeling than knowing that I'm doing the, the Lord's work by getting married Gee, with me. I, yeah. Yeah, see, that's gross to me. That's gross. And, yeah, yeah and, like, <clears throat> and my duty is to procreate and replenish the earth. Mm-hmm. And like that's how she talks. And Jay and I, we've made we've made this connection before with Mormons. Sometimes, not all of them, but sometimes there's just a blank canvas. Like there's nothing behind the curtains going on. Yeah. And that's kind of how her face was. It was just like completely like robotic or like blank. It was just. But that's what the Lord is You just with. spit out like, what you've memorized. Right. Yeah, right. It was insane. <clears throat> right. Yeah. It gave the chill bumps, you know? I can't wait to watch it. It's, yeah. it's very, I, I, I enjoyed it, you nice. know? Nice. Well, I reckon that's the end of this episode. Yes. What? <laughs> yeah, what? we've Thanks we've gone a little over an hour, so we should probably oh, really? wrap yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to contribute? Is there anything? Um, I don't know. I just think it's. I think it's important for anybody of of any faith to ask questions, and you know, not just to just to take um, everything that you're being spoon fed. Yes. Yes. You yes. Know, yes. Just ask ask questions, mm-hmm. and and that's where a lot of my journey has you know, started or had this has all stemmed from these little moments along the way where I've been like, wait a minute. Oh, are are you seeing, is everybody seeing this or is this just me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I I think that, sorry, I, I just think that, that asking questions and, you know, and doing your research, which you guys have done with this, this podcast, excuse me, Katie, (laughs) bravo. I can appreciate the work you have done to carry this dead weight. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but just ask questions and for God's sakes, be nice to people. Just yes. be kind. Be, be kind. kind. And to yourself. And one you know one question that Jay actually asked me on Sunday that I think could be applied to this situation, to every person's situation, is at the end of the day when you're asking yourself questions. Ask yourself, does this make you feel good about yourself? I mean, and if it's oh, a rel- I love that. Yeah. relationship, if it's a friendship, if it's work, is it whatever? Asking yourself, does this situation or does this make you feel good about yourself at the end of the day? Because honestly, 
nobody is getting out of this alive. True, true. Nobody. Mm-hmm. None of us are going to survive this. You know? So, I don't know. I choose to spend my energy loving. Aww. That's it. And being nice. I don't give. I don't really give a damn about anything else. Jesus, Muhammad, uh, excuse me, I'm not saying I don't give a damn about Jesus. I'm, that came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But I, it's it's not that it, it's all very simple for me. Just love and be kind. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. And not just to others, but to yourself. And I have to yes. constantly remind myself, or Jay does, to be kind to yourself as yes. well. And I'm working very hard at loving every man in this city. <laughs> so. I think you've done a damn good job of that. <laughs> <laughs> These men have been kind to you. I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Well, on that note. Episode 15. Katie, thank you very much. It was very nice. Oh, my goodness. You've been um, an amazing guest. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're very eloquent. I love it. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of people messaging, asking to have you back on. If you'll ever have have an episode dedicated to sexuality, I would be glad to come back. We are. We're going to have a part two because we talked about how we lost our virginities. But like we... Oh, oh, (laughs) the person that I lost my virginity to is visiting Berlin next month. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. It'll be a flashback to February of 1997. Whoa. Flashback. Yeah, I think it was 97. Wow. Well, yeah, she should join because we still, there's, there are many things that I would like to talk about. As yes. I burp, yeah. um, in regards to sexuality, especially after leaving a, a very, very intense religion. Mm. Because we've only talked about losing our virginity, but we haven't gone past that. Like, how yeah. it's been since. And especially in Berlin, like your experiences, Jay, are completely different <clears throat> from mine because you're a gay man in Berlin, which is like fucking heaven on earth, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then it's for lovely. me, it's just been like <laughs> sex dates mostly. So, you know, navigating that world as well. Um, so, yes. Yeah, he's in a long term relationship. So, that's also okay. quite different dynamics going on. So, you live. You live together with your boyfriend? I do, yes. I live in sin. We're not married. You're living in sin. <laughs> yep. Enjoy it. <laughs> yep, yep. Satan, woo. <laughs> nice. But yeah, nice. so <clears throat> thank you for coming on the show as much thank as you. I hate saying thank nice you. things to you. Don't touch me. I won't touch um, you. It's really good. And if you guys have any questions or if you have follow-up questions or stories for Jay, because we, Katie and I have been talking about this again today. We've gotten so many amazing direct messages on Instagram and other yes. platforms just from listeners telling us their stories, saying how much they really appreciate us talking about things. And I'm sure something that Jay has said or Katie has said today will resonate with someone and hopefully Mm. makes you feel a little bit stronger and braver and able to find your truth and share. Yes. 100%. Yeah. If you have any questions or want to share your story as well, let us know. But otherwise, thanks for listening. Thank you.